Hey everybody, this is our first episode from our trip down to the CrossFit Games uh, in early August uh, with Paragon Fitness and Nutrition. Uh, we have some big things coming up with them. Uh, check out their link on our website. It's a great company. Very, very heavily backed um, research with all their supplements and what they put out. Uh, and all the athletes we got to speak with down there at the CrossFit Games are athletes of Paragon Fitness. Uh, this episode... Uh, features Kelly Wild, who is partaking in a team competition at the CrossFit Games, and it's a pretty incredible story with everything she has going on and the level that she is training and competing at. So there are many more of these to come. They will be kind of spread out over the course of the fall, but make sure to check back. Also check for the big things coming with Paragon Fitness, and make sure to check them out as well. Sweet. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we should just get started. You ready? Yeah. Welcome to this. <laughs> I felt like we had already started, so I was just going to go, but that's all right. Welcome to this episode of Clinically Pressed. We're here with Kelly Wild in uh, the Union Terrace in Madison two days before the, the CrossFit game started. So uh, Kelly's getting ready to roll. And a little bit of a background she grew up in St. Paul, Minnesota. She played competitive hockey and soccer. Uh, prior to CrossFit, she played D1 hockey at the Ohio State University from 2008 to 2012, and <laughs> also competed in the under-18 and under-22 U.S. national women's hockey teams. Very impressive resume. In 2012, started CrossFit in Columbus, Ohio, under the training of Graham Holmberg at CrossFit Grandview. Continued to train there into, until 2013 when she moved back to Minnesota, started dental school, and is now in PT school. We'll graduate next May, and then is just going to rock the PT world. And she's at University of Minnesota and competed in her first CrossFit competition in 2013 at the Central East Regionals and is now competing in her third games, uh, took fourth in 2014. 29th in 2016 and she's looking for redemption so welcome Kelly thank you <laughs> um, what starting right off the bat what are the differences between team and individual competition like when you're preparing do you guys have like specific events that you tailor towards or you just have to be across the board ready to go no matter what I feel like it's pretty similar like between training for an individual versus a team event um, because everyone's expected on a team to be good at everything which is pretty similar to how individuals train at least I would imagine I've never actually done an individual CrossFit competition which is crazy since I've been doing it for five years I always like the team aspect of any sport so yeah I think I think it's pretty similar like Especially at this point of how good the competition is with the, within the teams, you have to be pretty good at everything. So 
So you've never done one, but would you ever kind of do an individual competition? I don't know. <laughs> CrossFit? Probably not. Like, I just like being out there with teammates. They push me. Like, if I were an individual and an event got hard, I'd be like, well, no one's counting <laughs> on me. I can just kind of hang out for a little bit. But having that extra push, knowing that they're counting on you, it's that really gets me, gets me through that. So, do you think that has anything to do with kind of your background and hockey and soccer when you're growing up? Yeah, for sure, for sure. The, the team sports have always been where I've excelled at, and I love playing with and more other people. So, it for sure comes from that background. Um, I've done a couple like weightlifting. I've actually done powerlifting. Yeah, before, <laughs> and it's just like it's so stressful or I don't know you're out there by yourself okay now I have to ask <laughs> what were your numbers in powerlifting uh let's see I back squatted like 335 deadlifted around 400 and then benched 180 well I'm, I'm done powerlifting so. <laughs> So it was fun. Impressive. That is yeah, impressive. Super impressive. Thank you. <laughs> so what took you from powerlifting then, or what took you out of it? That was just like I had already done CrossFit for a couple of years. Um, I just had a friend who was like, "You'd be good at it. Try it out." So I didn't really train for it. My coach. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it makes feeling even better, huh? Yes. Yeah, I uh, my coach is against deadlifting, so didn't really do much of that. Um, Bench press and do a whole lot of that either. The whole pause at the bottom, like uh, yeah. that got me. Yeah, that was, if you don't train with it, no. it, it just kind of hits you out of nowhere. It, it hit me hard, yeah. So that that was rough. But and also with CrossFit, the women use like this dinner oh, yeah. bars. Yep. So I showed up. The the, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I showed up for the powerlifting. I was like, where are the thirty-five pound bars? And the girls were like, mm. so what, that what generation me. did you get in? Do you remember? Like USPA, USAPL, no, okay. Nothing. <laughs> so what was that transition like then from hockey to CrossFit? It was, it was pretty easy. I was, after hockey, I was looking for kind of like a group type workout. Like I, I wasn't, I don't have a personality where I can just go to the gym, like a lifetime fitness or something and like run on a treadmill for I, like I can't who runs I would, I would never do that so unless you need to in competition I can completely I know, understand that not looking forward to the runs but yeah so I just had a friend who was like I think you'd be good at CrossFit and so I went with her a couple times and was hooked right away just had to get over the first initial bruised ego of thinking like oh I'm I'm a Division One athlete. Like I'll be so good at this, no problem. And that hit me hard too. Okay, this is this is a little bit different than hockey training, but did that kind of keep you hungry though to kind of yeah, keep going back? Yeah, sure. Like, oh, I gotta do better at this. There, yeah. There's so many skills in in CrossFit that just take time to learn, and between Olympic weightlifting and all the gymnastics, and it was definitely a. A learning process, but I I loved every minute of it. Very, so, very cool. Yeah. So, what are your favorite events or types of movements to do? I 
I'm definitely lifting biased. Yeah, I love the powerlifting and weight Olympic weightlifting. Um, shorter workouts, not really an endurance athlete. So those Fran workouts, those under five minute workouts are great. Um, you can stay away from rowing and wall balls. That's good too. I'm a little short for those, but yeah. Do you feel like, uh, this is something I always wonder because hockey players generally like lower body super strong mm -hmm. just from skating so hard. Do you feel like that really helped you transition in the CrossFit well? Yeah, for sure. My, yeah, my like squatting, all like the lower body intensive CrossFit aspects were easier to pick up. And upper body needed, needed a lot more work. So that, yeah, that for sure is true. So, um, how, so you're type 1 diabetic, correct? Yes. Okay, so obviously that's got to play a large role in your life. What is your, how does that impact like your training and, and everything around that? It impacts it a lot, unfortunately. Um, it's just all about planning ahead of time um, and just being disciplined and diligent with eating and doing insulin um, ahead of workouts. Like for training every day, I try to do insulin three hours before just to keep it level through training. Um, I mean, I always have my off days where it's all over the place, and that's definitely frustrating, but it's a, it's a disease that takes a lot of time and, like I said, discipline, but it's something you can control, whereas people with cancer, you're kind of left to the doctors and this is something you can manage on your own and so that it's just all about if it's a priority for you um, you'll make it work and you'll find a way so it's it took a while I've been yeah I've been type 1 since I was 5 and I'm 27 so definitely was a process of realizing how if my blood sugar is running high I don't compete as well and hockey or soccer or crossroad or anything like that. So CrossFit's been a blessing in terms of <clears throat> it's giving me a reason to tightly control my diabetes. So it's it's a good thing and a bad thing. So do you feel like those off days are just kind of like you, you didn't plan quite as well those days or does it yeah. does something else, some other variable? It's it usually a combination of just kind of slacking in one aspect of whether yeah it's what I ate or just not really thinking through how much insulin I should do and it's it's a very like dynamic disease where yesterday two units of insulin to cover like a banana might have been spot on and then today two units might have been too much or too little so it's just based kind on your activity level? Based on activity, yeah, and other things that I ate and stress levels and hormones and all that. So it's, Balls. you just got to <laughs> go with the flow with it and try not to beat yourself up too much when it's a bad day. So, yeah. In the past, I, I've coached a type 1 diabetic. Okay. And at first, there were probably half the days we come into training just couldn't pull it off. Like mm -hmm. it was either way too high or way too low and we had the kind of reevaluate once we started getting kind of strings of training put together he found that it was so much easier to maintain just throughout the day yeah 
Do you feel like that's kind of the case with you, or is it kind of still just it's unpredictable? Um, I've got pretty good at predicting it, but yeah, training definitely helps. Having a routine that's pretty consistent day to day definitely helps. Um, even on like one rest day, I'll notice that I'll need to do more insulin. Just you know, every three or four days when you take that one rest yeah. day, it changes a little bit. I don't take any rest days. <laughs> that, that's probably what I should start doing. Yeah. Seven days a week. There you go. Yeah, but it, I definitely would agree with that. Just finding that routine and gets a bit redundant, but it makes it easier. For sure. Do you use uh, like pens, needles, or do you use a pump? Um, I do needles. needles. Yeah. Never made the switch to a pump. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> is this tough with traveling then, too? Then, like, well, with throwing you out of your team, or how does luckily that... Luckily, it's not too bad. I mean, just coming from St. Paul, it's just a quick four-hour drive. So, <laughs> no, I really can't complain versus, like, the yeah. Australians coming no. over and everything. So. <laughs> that gives you that advantage. Maybe. Yeah, for sure. So, no, it hasn't been too bad. Yeah. Nice. So, what don't people realize um, with your pursuits of playing D1 athletics and then kind of competing at high level of CrossFit. What are some of the things that maybe people wouldn't think of or realize? For all the people that watch it on TV and go, I could do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, probably just the time commitment and how dedicated you have to be to it in all aspects of your life, not just like the four hours you're at the rink every day, at least with the Division One hockey. Um, you know, some people complain about how they give scholarships just to athletes because you're good at a sport, but it's... it's a <laughs> we had this conversation on the way down. Yeah, yeah, we just talked about yeah, uh, athlete health and then scholarship athletes and the stress and the work they have to put in. It's, it's yeah, just it's, because you're good and it's all natural, right? <laughs> Right, yeah. And they don't want an education, they just want to play sports. Exactly. Which is obviously not true. So. Yeah, so it's just like a full-time, it, it essentially is your life. Like, you're a student-athlete, seven days a week, you know, you're basing everything around going to school and going to practice and traveling and just watching what you eat and you can't go out, you know, right? My non-athlete friends in college, they go out four times, three or four times a week, and they're just the doing this and that. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, we would go out maybe once a month. You know, it's just like, it has to be your whole life, and I think that, I'm not sure everyone totally gets that. So how has that really changed from the change from, like, do you want sports world to CrossFit? Do you find a little bit more time to just step away? Or do you still keep it pretty on the line? <laughs> it's pretty much about the same. I guess I'm just like a creature of habit because I'm still in school, right. I'm still doing oh, yeah, that, yeah. and then training takes up the rest of the time. So <laughs> it's pretty much about the same. You won't know what to do when you graduate. Not I know. Really, you know with all your I know, I won't. I'll just train more. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Outside study. Yeah. Do you still play hockey? Do you find time to skate ever? Um, when I first finished with hockey, at least back in college, I played in a women's league back in St. Paul, and I quickly realized that 
the style that I like to play, which is pretty aggressive, kind of rough, um, is frowned upon, like post collegiate. And I also realized I was getting, I was just getting stronger from doing CrossFit. Whereas most people, once they graduate, they tend to, you know, they kind of fall so it's off. Like so I was like, yeah. oh, this is a little dicey. So I haven't played a whole lot, unfortunately. I play every year in the. The Pond Hockey Championships in St. Paul. It's a big tournament. Nice. But other than that, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't want to see you take on somebody on skates coming out. Yeah. No. Do some damage. Put the shoulder down. Yeah. yeah. Even in college, I led the team in penalties in it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Even, I think yeah. that's what we start the podcast there you with. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's why I did such a great transition to CrossFit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Good thing you don't have like penalties of course or like the, the physical Maybe that'll be an event this year. You I, know, I'm waiting for it. I'm ready for it. And I've got we um one of our new kids on the CrossFit team this year. She I played hockey with her at Ohio State, so like we're ready. We're ready for the contest. There you go. Yeah. Well, Right, I didn't sell some tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> cool. With your gym and your team being as good as you are, kind of in the ranks and obviously making it this far, do you guys do a lot of stuff outside of just the training? You know, nutrition-wise, obviously with you is a little more specialized, but mm-hmm. you going to physical therapy, like working with that or chiropractic or anything within the gym, or is that all still kind of everybody on their own and it just happens to be a great collection of people, or is that we, um, any it's emphasis a little bit on of both. that? Okay. Um, we have a chiropractor who's in the gym, Okay. which is really nice, and I think he's he works on pretty much everyone, oh, nice. all six of us, um, and then with various injuries, people have gone out to see other people as well, a couple of PTs in the area, and we have PTs at our gym, too, who recommend other specialists. Gotcha. So, very nice. Yeah, there's definitely a that aspect. Well taken care of. That's nice. Yeah, for sure. We're very lucky that we've got a lot of connections. So. Yeah. yeah, it's probably nice for your schooling too to just kind of see, just kind of mm-hmm. gain that experience, I guess. Mm-hmm. Kind of learn from them, maybe. Yeah, you definitely can see the connections with school and CrossFit and how certain systems work and like why people get injured or are more predisposed to injury based on their movement patterns and Do you yeah. feel like uh, just personally going to school for PT has helped you really hammer home some movement fixes for yourself like maybe you have some bad form with squats or overhead squats, deadlift, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Do you feel like learning uh, in PT school has helped you avoid injury a little bit or? I would say so, and I've definitely tried to make fixes, but they're harder to fix than I'd like, essentially. But yeah, you definitely, like, I definitely understand all of my injuries better now that I've been in school, and yeah, definitely trying to do some more prehab now as opposed to waiting for that injury and then having to do the rehab, so... Don't just wait for it to come. Yeah. yeah. To send it off. Yeah, that's definitely changed my mindset. Since very guilty of that one. <laughs> it's I, hard. Yeah. It's hard to change movement patterns, so... It really is. Yeah. I can see how that could affect your performance, too. I mean, 
not just preventing an injury. Obviously, you're going to have a setback there, but if mm-hmm. you're doing some prehab, maybe correcting some minor tweaks in your movement pattern, mm-hmm. it's probably going to, to help you perform better once you can kind of get that movement pattern right. ingrained, I right. would imagine. Yeah, so I've definitely tried to fix those movement <laughs> patterns in training, but then once those competitions come, I feel like I probably revert, still revert back to the old movement patterns, but it's so progress. Yeah. yeah, so at least I'm aware of them now, and I'm taking steps to fix For sure. Them. So. Makes sense. So not to jump topics too much, even though I'm jumping topics a lot. <laughs> uh, earlier, you mentioned like you've been to the games twice, and this is your third one. You got a, a really good finish, and then maybe kind of a down year. Um, and you mentioned something about team chemistry. I don't know if you this is going to get you in trouble. I don't want people to feel like you were talking smack, but. Um, we actually just talked about kind of mental health, like I said, on the way down. How much do you think team chemistry plays a role in performance? Just in my own personal experience, I think it plays a huge role. Like I was saying back in 2014, no drama, no like added stress to the group. We just worked really well together and finished fourth. And granted, teams have gotten better, you know each year so it's that's part of it too but yeah last year a lot of different drama essentially played played a big role in our team dynamics and just the fact that we because of that we didn't train as much and as well together and you're just more focused I think when everyone's kind of on the same page and everyone has the same goals and are really focused on the same same goals, so I think it, and even with hockey too, like, there were definitely years you had even just one or two people kind of planting bugs in people's ears about this and that and stirring up drama. It definitely takes away from how the team does, for sure. So with that, do you guys ever implement anything? I mean, obviously going half dead on sprints is good team building, but other than that, the training aspect, do you guys ever do team building stuff, like outside of the gym, go to dinner together, hang out, maybe campfire, whatever it may be, do you guys ever implement team building stuff? We don't, like, essentially, we hang out, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Um, Usually it's around food, (laughs) food centered hangouts. yeah, we've, we've never been like, okay, we're doing this team building. Right. Well, yeah, but but it's yeah just for sure. It, essentially that's essentially what we're doing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's, and it's definitely been better this year, for sure, than previous years. How well we've come together and how much time we just spent together. So it's been good. We each, the three people who have been on the team in the past years were each housing one of the new people. So that's, oh, that's nice. been good, too. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that is cool. So, <laughs> so do you house somebody then? Yes. So my teammate from Ohio State, she's been staying with me. Nice. And is that, do they, like year-round, are they staying with you, or is it just kind of a couple months leading into the game? They all got, so with the CrossFit rules in terms of having a team of six, everyone has to be at the gym 
starting January 1st. Okay. So oh, everyone oh. moved in like the last week of December. <laughs> and then um, after the games, are they just going to go home and um, come one, back one if of the, the team still stays Yeah, one of, the, one of the guys has decided to stay up in Minnesota, which is great. We're really excited that he'll still be at the gym. Um, the other two will hang around for probably another week and then move back home at least for a short amount of time and then we'll kind of... Yeah, that's what we want to do for next year. I, I have no idea about that rule. Yeah, I didn't either. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. It is interesting. Along those lines, are there just outsiders looking in? Are there any more kind of rules like that? Just little things that people who don't compete at this level or try to compete at all really wouldn't understand. I I think that's the big one. Um, if you're going to go on a team, you have to train at that gym starting January 1st. At least, I think, like 51% of your workouts each week have to be done at that gym. Wow. So Does that get, like, tracked? You're supposed to track it. We all track it um, by doing, like, a kind of like a blog type thing where you post a picture or, like, a video of your workout from that day and what you did. Um, I'm sure other teams do it differently. That's just the way we've always done it, mm-hmm. and it's worked out and haven't gotten in trouble for it. Yeah. So, <laughs> I th- I, yeah, I don't know how else we do it or how other teams would do it, but. That's pretty crazy. That yeah. is. So what's your prep look like for today, tomorrow, and then heading into Thursday? Do you still like, have any more workouts left? Are you... Kind of uh, yeah, I did my last hard workout yesterday, and then today not doing a whole lot. Um, I know the rest of my team, they got on the bikes and just did some light stuff. Probably just same thing for tomorrow, just some lighter stuff, maybe do some clean and jerks. We have a one rep max, which I'm excited about on Friday, yeah. Nice. So maybe hit a couple of those tomorrow, but... I just feel like the prep would... All my experiences in powerlifting and, <laughs> I guess, general sport performance and peaking people like that, especially powerlifters, you have one goal, which is to be the strongest on Saturday, mm-hmm. August, whatever, and be ready to powerlift. But with CrossFit, there's so many aspects. Like, right. you have to be ready to run a 10K yeah. and then <laughs> do pull-ups and be super strong on the deadlift yeah. as a clean injury. Right. And I just I can't even fathom how... I would if somebody came to me tomorrow and was like, I want to get ready for a CrossFit event. What what do I do? Find a better coach. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's definitely hard to, like you said, tie all of those pieces in together and make sure we're running on all cylinders going into the weekend. But I think the thing we've focused on, we've trained hard the whole whole season. It's just trying to make sure everyone's healthy. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing going into the weekend. So there's another question. What kind of, like, for us, it's like, okay, intensity rises, volume drops, ready for your knee. Mm-hmm. For you guys, it's, there's so many aspects, like we said. So what is what is kind of a typical, is there a cyclic cycle that you guys are training, or is it just kind of going to the gym and kick your own ass <laughs> day to day? I feel like it's kind of like a weekly cycle almost. You'll have... Um, some, like you said, higher intensity, lower volume days, and then you'll have your more lower intensity kind of endurance pieces you'll do the next day, um, and then strength pieces, or maybe you're hitting moderate weight, 
you know, we're at intensity. So it's it kind of flows throughout the week almost. So do you look at that further out, like a ten thousand foot view picture for the year ahead? You know, say from January leading up to the games, mm-hmm. or is it like a week by week? Just kind of take it slow, or is it more monthly? It's, like how, how far out do you plan that? It's monthly, I would say. It's more monthly, yeah. Because um, <clears throat> it's hard to it's hard to kind of plan out January first to August first, um, just because you need a plan for the CrossFit Open. You know, those first couple months, or even starting back in like October, you need to start planning for the Open, depending on on how that goes. If you don't qualify for regionals, then it's like, all right, you reevaluate and start planning for next year's Open. Um, and then if you're at regionals, you know, leading up to regionals, you're focused just on that. So those are usually shorter workouts, really intense. You make it through that, and then your game's focus turns into a lot more running and endurance pieces usually. And then you add in swimming and just random shit that Castro likes to throw in there. So that's when you start doing odd object stuff and just making weird shit up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely, it's hard. CrossFit is very hard to kind of You can't figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's such a new sport that there's not a lot of research. Like this is how you should train at this time to be ready for this. So, because they change it so much too, right, yeah. which I, I know is like yeah. the point yeah. of it is to be as well-rounded as you can. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't pretend to know what the events looked like last year, but I got to imagine they're very different mm-hmm. in some capacity this year right. for all the different things. So even if you did, you're like, oh, this is the perfect training yeah. cycle. Well, that was for last year. That yeah, has right. nothing to do yeah. with what you're going to have to do this year. Exactly. So. Well, Good luck. One thing, and clearly not a crossfitter. <laughs> I know, I know, I look like one, but I'm not. Um, so I don't know how true and how kind of theatric the documentaries have been, like the fittest on earth. I'm sure you've seen. I am probably the only crossfitter that has never watched any of them. Wow. Well, you I just, just do it. Good story. <laughs> I yeah, lived yeah, it. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I just kind of uh, stumbled upon them on Netflix. Okay. And I, I watched them, and I just didn't understand how little you guys know we're going into the games. Yeah. Like, not knowing the I figured it was like, these are the events. A week early, figure it out. Yeah. But it's no. like people showing up, having no clue. That's so what, yeah, you said you know the Queen and Jerk. So what do, you, what do you know? Yeah. Um... We are doing a run-swim-run event, which for teams, we may be doing all parts of it. It's a a one-and-a-half-mile run, 500-meter swim, one-and-a-half-mile run. But then it may also be like a relay, so we don't know exactly the format of it. Um, The Wonder Max Clean and Jerk, our three girls will have seven minutes to hit it, hit their own rep, and then our guys will have seven minutes. But we don't know if we'll have a men's bar, 45-pound bar. We don't know. We might have, hopefully, a women's bar. Um, What else do we know? We're doing an obstacle course, which... Sounds fun. They posted a lot about. I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) It does look fun, like, from what we've seen. It doesn't look too long or... I shouldn't say too hard, but it probably is. So, gotta move back. Yeah, right. Um, What else do we know? That might be it. So, and that's like half the events? Not even, probably, yeah. is it? 
Not even. Not even. Jeez. That's. I, I mean, that's just. Every time I I go to a meet, I know I'm gonna squat, I'm gonna bench, then I'm gonna deadlift, then I go home. <laughs> I can't imagine like showing up like, are we gonna power clean today suddenly? Yeah. yeah I don't, I don't right. Understand. Pull ups. Yeah. Yeah. We. Oh, we, <laughs> we base a lot of our games training on prior games events. I mean. We knew to expect a lot of running, which we're going to see, and just going off of, yeah, last year, or even the last, like, four years, what we've typically seen at the game, so that's how we've kind of attempted to plan for this, but... Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully even that kind of training, even if it's not the same event, gets yeah. ready right. for yeah. a similar event. Right. With that seven minutes, is that, do you get warm-up before that, or you, that's... Like, you have to start your warm-up and everything and wind up getting your one-rep max in that seven minutes. So, we'll warm up in, like, the staging area, or the warm-up area beforehand. Um, the only kind of caveat to that, whereas I know it's different, Olympic weightlifting, where it's like you're warming up and then you rest, like, a minute and then go out and hit your lift. But with this, you warm up and then they kind of corral you to like go out on the floor, they take you like usually 15, 20 minutes before you're actually gonna lift. Oh geez. And the guys lift first, so that's another like seven, eight minutes with transition time. So it's, we're looking at like 20, 25 minutes between warming up and actually hitting that first lift. So Hopefully that's something, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so trying to just kind of stay warm and stay ready to hit that first lift. Cause we're not gonna start light, you know, we only have seven minutes. So. For sure. So that's a, a piece that we don't love, um, but yes. we've, we've planned for it. Do you have sure. a strategy picked out for that yet? Are you going to try to kind of top out or close to top out on that first lift and maybe hope for one more? Or? We're going to start somewhat conservative on the first lift and then hopefully make some bigger jumps just to get that first lift on the board. Um, and it'll kind of be like another warm-up lift yeah, almost sure. at that point. So. Yeah, we've got our we've got our strategy and our opening lifts planned out, and then you have to factor in who's changing weights and all that. So. Does it help having that experience of this is your third games? I mean, I think so. Knowing somewhat to expect, then I think so. Yeah, yeah. Going into 2014, which is my first game, it's definitely more terrified and letting the little things kind of freak me out, and now it's like done this Just before, do you know, yeah, you can, you can change weights on the fly, and you don't hit that lift, it's okay, and we'll make up for it, so, definitely Did you have, home. have other athletes that had done it before on that 2014 team, or were you guys all rookies? Nope, I was, yep, a rookie year for all of us, wow. so, Dang. very low expectations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. ignorance no is bliss for sure. Yeah. One, I'm sure. Yeah, wow. very low expectations that you're, no, no real pressure. We were just excited to be there, so. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. Cool. Do you feel like that helped at all? I think so. Looking back on it, I think that helped a lot just because we were like, well, we, we qualified. That was the goal, to qualify. And so we just had fun with training. And everyone at the gym was super excited for us. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just kind of going in, seeing what happened. And now there's a little bit more pressure since we've been here a couple of times to perform. 
how do you feel about it being in Madison for the first year versus out in Cali? I, I mean, I'm excited about it. I'm glad it's here just because we're almost the hometown, right? <laughs> yeah. Just four hours away. Um, how does the general feel across the community? I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, Midwest. Because like, nothing yeah. against Madison. I love the place, but it's not... California, yeah, and it's not like yeah. the big city. When somebody told me it was in Madison, I kind of like, I'm like, they're like, no, it's not in Madison. I'm like, wait, what? Really? Why? Why? I mean, I Madison's a fun town. Oh, yeah, I think no, it's, it's, really, it's a beautiful city. I just, yeah. Compared to Cali? I mean, for me, at least my opinion, California was kind of a hassle. Mm-hmm. Just getting there, dealing with traffic, and... I don't know. I feel like here is a good spot. Like, it's definitely a fun town, but it's a little bit more calm. So, I don't have a problem with it. I'm excited. There you go. I am, I'm excited too. Yeah. Obviously, much closer. So, yeah. easy drive for be, us. Yeah. People will be pleasantly surprised at how much there is to do here and how pretty it is. And, sure. Yeah. Hopefully, the weather is nice too. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> cool. Should we get into the questions? Sure. All right, Go ahead. Andy, take it away. What is something you believe that others may not? And it doesn't have to be health-related. Or fitness or anything. Oh, boy. <laughs> I feel like I have an answer for this. Big conspiracy theorists are <laughs> <laughs> um, We've had a few of those. thoroughly in the Loch Ness Monster. But kind of outgrown that one, unfortunately. <laughs> Although I'd still like to go there and just confirm. Just to be sure. <laughs> yeah, just to be sure. Yeah. You never know. Um, never be too careful. Oh man, what is that? Like going to the dentist isn't that bad. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm biased because all my family—they're all dentists, so. That might be part of it. You know a girl in college, you know the little scraper things that they have? She had her own set. I thought that was a little strange. But <laughs> she, she was just paranoid about the Apparently she enjoyed up. it so much she had her own set. Said, oh, okay. She, she didn't go, yeah, she yeah, didn't go on sure. to be a dentist, I don't think. But I still <laughs> kind of thought that was strange. But, yeah. All right. Uh, what are three take-home tips? You kind of... We're wondering about this one before. Three take-home tips, or what is just an ask that you'd have of the audience? So, like, what I would ask. What? Yeah. So, like, just ask that everybody try CrossFit, or like, just ask that they do something. You just, you know, see. you know what I mean. Okay. What are some examples of so, the tips people? Uh, have just to- a- I would depending on what their specialty is like a lot of them like nutrition would be you know focus on changing one thing and not seven um or cutting out like one of mine was to just get under a barbell right that was one of your big ones you know for tips for just being generally healthy and fit that was one of your big ones is everybody could get under a barbell and get benefit from it Mm -hmm. sleep more is a fairly common one we hear (laughs) so uh, well, I definitely like the one about everyone should try CrossFit. <laughs> and I, shoot, I'm now just stealing them. I definitely like, like, 
getting under a barbell and like women worrying about getting too bulky if you lift weights. Like it takes a lot of dedication and a lot of time in the gym to get that bulky right. so I don't like that should not be the reason that you don't lift weights. There's some so many benefits health wise that from lifting, especially for women like increased risk of osteoporosis later on yep, and everything like that. Sure. You need that bone density from lifting. So is that like one and a half tips? That's two. That's solid. <laughs> yeah. Third tip. See a physical therapist in a year. When you graduated. Once you do your crossfit and you get injured, then yeah. you come Or, or your prehab, you know? You <laughs> there you go. That's later. true, yeah. Whole new market. You change that, that's for sure. Um, Creative. How do you eat enough? Give a tip on that. How do you eat enough? Yeah. I'm sure you have trouble getting in enough calories when you're training hard. No. No. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I'm not. training hard, my blood sugar is always low, so oh, I'm always oh, just yeah. eating. So that, I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Come back Fair enough. Sounds good. Before the next question, do you eat pretty clean? Like when you are getting those calories, or are you just trying to get get some blood sugar going? Um, yes and no. I mean, I definitely am just drinking a lot of like apple juice straight up, which I wouldn't really consider clean, but it's kind of what you have to do in the moment. Makes um, sense. Great. But with like my planned meals, yeah, they're pretty clean. Although I just watched the documentary, What the Hell? Oh. Which I know so many people are going to say <laughs> So, I feel like I should even finish the sentence <laughs> now. <laughs> I might try the vegan thing. I don't have a problem with vegan diet. It's just that documentary uh, yeah. is riddled with so much yeah. cherry-picked, abstract yeah. yeah. No, I would agree for sure. Yeah. It's definitely biased. Every documentary, I feel like, is biased. Right. Um, and they have an agenda, but I could only watch twenty-seven minutes of this. <laughs> That's what's so. I we were talking to people over at the CrossFit Games thing today. People were like, well, I started it and then couldn't couldn't even finish it. But I haven't even started it. I need to watch <laughs> so, it just to see it. I don't like I, like veganism. Awesome. Yeah. If, if that's what you want to do, there you can make it work as an athlete. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. But that is just riddled with so many errors, scientifically and flawed thinking and illogical conclusions. Mm -hmm. Just hurt my scene. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely gonna do some research. After the games, I didn't want to change my diet right before the games. Oh, why not? <laughs> yeah, right. No kidding. <laughs> but. After the games, I've got some time off of school, so I'm gonna do some research. Nice, nice. Yeah, so informed decision. Yeah, potentially yeah. gonna try the vegan thing. We'll see. Cool. My food question: What's what's your favorite cheat meal? Like when you when you get done with the games and you're just like you have a week to just kind of relax and do your thing. What are you gonna indulge in? I love I love pizza, which is like. The worst thing ever for diabetics, but I will <laughs> suffer the consequences. It's okay. Um, and then burgers, 
love burgers. I don't eat any of those things, obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then Dairy Queen. Ooh. Make a couple Ooh. of stops to Dairy Queen. <laughs> a couple <Nice>. stops. <laughs> <laughs> Hit one on yeah. every time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, yeah. there's another <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. Stop at some cheese. Yeah. Oh, yeah, shops. I gotta hit those. There you go. There should be some, some good ice cream here, too. That's the Daily true. Scoop, the that's yeah. the one that's right made right on campus. Okay. Yeah. What is that brand called, though? Babcock Dairy? Yes. Okay. I used to live right by it. No? No, it's right down on, I don't even remember the name of the street now. But it's over there. What's your favorite cheat meal? All of them? My life is a cheat meal. <laughs> 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 I look at me. <laughs> I don't know. My favorite, like, like my favorite event. kind of, well, it always ends up being Chicago beef dish style pizza, because oh. I always fly back in O'Hare, okay. so. Nice. There you go. What's your most influential fitness purchase under $100? <clears throat> or it doesn't have to be fitness, it could be something else, but I assume you're pretty fitness oriented. <clears throat> well, it's... Start to think of fitness things under a hundred dollars. That's the first problem. True. It could be a toothbrush. You talk about the dental health. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. No, I was thinking, at least in terms of fitness, just having CrossFit fitness, um, good grips. Mm. I just oh, I had that question. Go ahead and finish. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. Um, I yeah, I just do like. Gymnastics, basic gymnastics grips. I go to a gymnastics gym because I have like child size hands because that's all I pretty much sell at those <laughs> at those clubs. So just like ten dollar grips. Um, they yeah, they've saved my hands. Graham Holmberg used to yell at me because back at Grandview I didn't wear grips. We didn't like them. You have to break them in and all that. And you would say every time you tear, like that's an injury. Like you're putting off training and like delaying you know what you could be improving upon every time you rip and I always have rips so grips are huge at least for CrossFit and then um, having your own jump rope okay. it's, it's crazy how people do CrossFit for so long you know like a jump rope 20 bucks you know <laughs> like cut it to your height it'll be perfect you'll always be able to use it so that drives me nuts how people say they're dedicated and are always in the gym but don't have their own jump rope. Like, <laughs> you got those $150 lifters on, but you can't <laughs> buy a $20 jump rope. There you go. So those two definitely came to mind for sure. So my question, and it's super niche, but how do you take care of your hands? Because there was a while there where I, I just deadlift seven days a week, and that's mm -hmm. not even worrying about rotation and things like that, my hands were screwed up. Yeah. So do you have any tips for somebody watching who's just getting into CrossFit, they're just starting to do a lot of pulling motions, and they maybe don't have grips yet, do you have any specialized hand care that you do, or you just kind of whatever? It's not super specialized, but yeah, get grips. Um, I do cocoa butter just every night. I think that helps a lot. And then if you do tear, I put vitamin E oil on it. I'll, <laughs> it's kind of creepy. So I'll put like vitamin E oil on it and it runs everywhere. So then I'll put either like socks or like cotton gloves on and mm -hmm. sleep in those. But it helps a lot. Um, and then just shaving down calluses. 
just staying on top of that. Yeah. I can't see anyone. What do you mean? I, just, I don't like it. But it's like pumice. Pumice stone. I just, just, I just let him tear. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we'll just do that. Good question. Yeah. <laughs> Good question. Well, I'm asking for a friend. Though. Right. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Actually, I thought of that question like a week ago. <laughs> And I'm super glad that I actually remember that. Because <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to ask everybody that. That's uh, that's something that I think of with a lot of pulling motions and mm-hmm, of that nature. Sure. Working with the barbell. I remember someone talking about uh, when the Granite Games was it last year, and they went up there and they trained so hard and you know they were ready to go and then they ended up tearing pretty bad and they were just shot. You know, yeah, that would suck. Anytime you have to grab on anything with a tear. Like always in your back of your mind. Ah, oh, that hurts. That hurts. So yeah. definitely, it, it can be just a tiny tear, but it'll bug you. Make a big difference. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Have you ever participated in the Granite Games? I have. Oh, yeah. I've done it three years now. I mean, it's so close. Mm-hmm. Like, That's why it's. It's curious. yeah, an hour north from where we are, and yeah, we've done it three three years now. Um, the past two years we've done a team of four, like the community team. Um, two years ago we took second, last year we took first. So We've done it, we done took first. Yeah. We participated. Yeah, we were there. We showed up. <laughs> so we actually signed up again this year, which I'm kind of deciding whether or not that was a good idea, but we're going to do it. Cool. Going for first again. So There you go. Awesome. Yeah. NBD. Yeah, right. there's a lot of good teams, so we'll see. It'll be tough. It's always a good event, so it's very well run. That's cool. Yeah. We did a podcast with John Swanson, the guy that oh, okay, yep. found yourself. Of course. Yeah. That was super interesting guy, super nice mm-hmm. and down to earth, too. So, yep. yeah. yeah. That's cool. Uh, what is in your area of expertise? Uh, how will you make something that you do that is complicated more simple? And obviously, there's a lot of things in your area of expertise uh, in all the events and everything. So, any uh, s- s- quick tips? I thought of this more like how I make kind of school and training yeah. and having a job and all that work. That's perfect. That, that is, is perfect. perfect. That's a lot. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and. For me, it's just all about time management and similar to like diabetes, just planning ahead and um, just knowing where your priorities are. And if something's a priority, you'll always make time for it. That's kind of the saying. Um, So yeah, it's all just about time management. There's always those times where you have to study a little bit more last minute than you had hoped for an exam or maybe kind of cut training short on certain days but triage yeah right so i guess yeah it could be seen as complicated trying to balance all those but yeah i can see that it's just you're underselling that one (laughs) (laughs) it might be a little difficult do you do that yeah. on a weekly basis too? Then try to look at your schedule for the week and try to plan things out, or you just yeah. No, definitely. I'll take a look at what my training is. If it's, it's going to be a longer day, I'll try to 
you know, plan studying the day before or the day after a little bit more, make more time for that. Um, yeah, try to plan out meals ahead of time, um, just make it simple and quick in that moment. Um, and then getting work done more so on the weekends when I have a little bit more time I can dedicate to that. Just just making the best use of your time. Try to be, in a, be as efficient as possible. Sure. Multitasking. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I just made it sound more complicated than it is. <laughs> <laughs> to make it so Just simplified. plan ahead. Plan ahead. Right. Yeah. You'll make time for what you want to do. For sure. Yeah. Do you have any book recommendations? I do, but I feel like... Well, so I started reading the Bill O'Reilly books. Oh, uh, it could be interesting. The books are so good, even though it's like, ah, he's such a shit person. <laughs> <laughs> but interesting. I, I definitely I like reading historical nonfiction, and so like the Killing Lincoln, and Killing Kennedy, just finished those, and they're really good. Are I they? wanted to not like them, but <laughs> they're, yeah, that those are good ones. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. what I'm into right now. It's probably nice to have something outside of school and everything that you can kind of, right, just kind yeah. of check out with. Yeah, that's. I read before bed every night, even just for a couple minutes. And it's nice, yeah. Cool. And the last one is, and I'm going to edit this one a little bit, if you could go back and tell you something, and you sell something in your training education, maybe as you were coming out of high school, prepping for college, if you could go back and give yourself advice, what would it be? My first thought with this one was the importance of nutrition. And also at that time, I wasn't super great with my diabetes, so just maybe trying a little bit harder to keep that under control and how it would impact how I played hockey. Mm -hmm. um, that would have been good. And then also... Now going into CrossFit, how important mobility is. <laughs> and because I, I mean, I was mobile enough for hockey, but now it's like overhead squats. Like, you want me to do that? <laughs> They're not good. They're still not good. So I guess if I had worked on mobility back then, that would have helped. Um, do you devote a decent amount of time to mobility now, like post workout or? Even most of it's most of it's pre, yeah. Just like I have to at this point. Like I'm, I'm on the tighter end of the spectrum for sure in terms of mobility and yeah, shoulders are not not good. So yeah, I definitely do a lot of um, pre-workout. I kind of have a routine now. It takes like an hour to get through, but okay. wow. Yeah, it's, it's what I have to do. It's important, though, I'm sure. I mean, it's yeah. probably kept you away from some injuries. Yeah. I hope so. I <laughs> 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 I've definitely had my fair share of shoulder problems since starting CrossFit, but like I said, going back to PT, like it totally makes sense. Like, it's not CrossFit that, you know, caused it. Like, it was my structure and mobility leading into it and just not taking the time to really move correctly before adding on the weight, you know, so 
you place more of an emphasis on that now then? Like proper movements over throwing more weight or Yeah, for sure. And I know after the games, my coach and I are going to work a lot of that before we start adding a lot of weight back into the training program. So hopefully that'll help. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are the big things. Ten years ago, nutrition, mobility, being better at taking care of my diabetes. Those would be the main things. I feel like we hear that a lot. Not the diabetes one, obviously, <laughs> as much, but yeah, you know, the nutrition, a mobility, a lot. Yeah. I think, for a lot, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Who else has problems with mobility? You didn't until you decided to start switching over to Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Story for another day. Cool. But anything else? I think in closing, yeah. People want to find you or follow what you're up to, if you can want to oh share. Gosh. I don't do the Twitter. Twittering. Don't do that. I don't yeah. know. I'm not big on the Twitter. I guess, <laughs> I guess I'm on Instagram. All right. All right. That yeah, works. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't even know what my We can look it up. Is. I think it's just my name. There you go. <laughs> that works. Uh, Easy enough. Oh, Kelly Wild 8. Kelly Wild 8. That was my hockey number. Awesome. Does your team have an Instagram? Like a combined Instagram kind of thing? Yeah, it's, I think it's just Team Timberwolves. Okay, nice. <laughs> Clever. I should be better about yeah. knowing these things. Yeah, it's just Team Timberwolves. So. Awesome. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, good luck. Yeah. yeah Thank you. Thank you for Bring having me. Yeah, thanks Probably. for the time. Thank you for checking out this episode of Clinically Pressed. Go to clinicallypressed.com for full show notes and links to everything that was covered in this episode. While you're there, you have access to all of our episodes, insights, and shorts. You can find Clinically Pressed on YouTube and any podcast outlet. If you could give us a rating, thumbs up, or review on how we are doing, we would greatly appreciate it. To get more free content delivered to your inbox, sign up for the Total Athletic Therapy Newsletter. You'll get direct links to all new clinically pressed episodes, reviews on some of the latest research in health and performance, and links to related podcasts and other items meant to help you make the complicated simple and optimize performance. Thank you for listening and see you next episode.